All right. All right. Welcome back to the Mammoth Games Podcast. As always, I'm your host, FilterCord, and today we have a special guest with us, Drake Cummings. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Drake Cummings. I am from a very small YouTube channel called Dive, where we do similar things, talk about games. I do an editorial called Game Dive, where I just uh, talk about one specific uh, part of video games. And, um, yeah, I'm very excited to be here today and be talking with... Uh, Austin, about, um, you know, anything games-related that we're going to be discussing. I'm not entirely sure what's on the itinerary today, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll have fun. All right, let's find out. Um, yeah, we've actually kind of been uh, just in this last episode, and it's actually going to be a two-parter, so the next one will be after this. Sorry, everybody. Um, yeah, we've kind of been looking into diving into specific stuff, so we did one specifically about kind of the PlayStation 4 launch and a little bit of the PlayStation's history, so... Uh, Cool. Well, I guess great minds think alike. So, um, <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and get into it, I guess. Um, we, uh, you know, me and Jay have not gotten super into our own backgrounds yet, I don't think. A lot of it's just kind of, I guess people can pick out if they can, you know, infer some stuff. So, um, yeah, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about your uh, definitely, like, educational background, some other stuff you've been working on. Um, definitely at some point I'm interested in hearing about the YouTube process you've been going through because... Uh, Jay handles this more, but we, we have some stuff on YouTube as well that we haven't really um, gotten too crazy with. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. Wonderful, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I went to school with Austin, actually, uh, in Orlando, Florida, at a school called Full Sail. Mm. Uh, I got my bachelor's in game art and my master's in game design, and that was a degree program that you and I took together. Right. Uh, after, after I graduated, I wasn't uh, super into just jumping right into the professional industry right away. I kind of wanted to work on some of my own projects and do some personal stuff for a little bit. Uh, and then, so I did that. I worked with a small company that I helped start called EPL, and we uh, made a mobile game called Color Strike, uh, which you can maybe still find on the App Store on iOS or Android. It's on there. It's old, and it didn't get too many downloads, so whether or not you can find it is, uh, I can't guarantee, but you can look for it, absolutely. Um, it was okay. And <laughs> then from there, uh, I've been working on... Uh, uh, hopefully one day a console game. Uh, it's designed to be a console game. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't talk too much about it right now. Uh, it's been in uh, development limbo for a little bit uh, as programmers have came and left the project. Yeah. Uh, and so we're we're in a state of uh, of uh, stagnation right now where we're just kind of like waiting for a little bit more work on the coding end uh, to keep moving forwards. But that that's always that's always being worked on. And uh, then I just moved out here to Los Angeles uh, about a month and a half ago, mm. and uh, I'm just trying to just get more into the entertainment industry. Um, I'm ready to start, like maybe looking for a job at you know a bigger company uh, and stuff. And there's a lot of work out here, so I've been putting in a few resumes and you know just trying to get involved in some other things too. I, I really like film and, and music, and so I've uh, been trying to put, pick up like a. You know, PA work on some film sets and things like that, just kind of, you know, diversify and meet a wider group of people. And then kind of in the same vein of just doing more projects and getting involved with more creative things, um, I have uh, decided to just start doing a little bit of uh, work on YouTube. Um, nothing, nothing super serious yet, just kind of, you know, just doing it for the fun of it right now, uh, kind of putting my design ideas out there. I feel like for a designer... Uh, especially for games, it's sometimes kind of hard to really build up a portfolio uh, because your portfolio is basically just the games you've made. Yeah. Um, and games can take a long time to make. 
So I, I just kind of want an outlet uh, to just talk about design and talk about general industry things. Um, and so uh, the website or the YouTube channel is called Dive uh, because uh, basically just every episode is just diving into a particular thing. And so I started the videos that's, the video series that started this channel were called Game Dive. Uh, and it's uh, me going into a specific thing uh, that I want to talk about. So we haven't done many episodes yet. I did one on Destiny 2, which was very poorly produced, hmm. and I learned a lot from that. Uh, I'm sorry, it was on Destiny 1, and like why that game is average at best. Uh, and I, uh, it was very poorly produced, but I learned a lot from it. And the second one I did was on Resident Evil 7, and specifically like why that works as a VR experience. And then the one I just did was on like why E3 is important. Because E3 is coming up, and I, I personally love E3. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have some more E3 videos Going into it, I want to do a press conference retrospective, just talk about like how press conferences for E3 specifically have changed over time, mm-hmm. um, and then just like some pre-E3 videos, and then uh, sorry, to keep, sorry to keep going on. No, that's fine. But I'm really excited about this. I'm actually going to E3. I'm actually going to get to go to E3 this year. Oh, that's uh, cool. I I have my ticket and everything. Uh, I have an industry pa- industry pass because I belong to an indie games company. Uh, and we've put out a game, and we are officially a, a corporation that creates video games. Right. So, uh, and it's right next door. <laughs> it's like a 15-minute uh, subway ride wow. uh, to the uh, Los Angeles Convention Center. So it's very close. So I'll be going all three days, and uh, I'm also going to EA Play, which is uh, the weekend before E3. And that's actually even closer. That's actually just like a couple blocks down from where I live in Hollywood. Uh, so that's exciting, uh, and I'll have plenty of videos just covering those events, uh, what I played, what I liked, what I took away from the press conferences, my favorite moments, kind of things like that. So there's going to be more uh, content in the future. I haven't committed to a specific schedule for any of this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, just because I'm, you know, I'm doing other projects that you know pay me, and um, I'm you know, applying for jobs, and things can always come up. So. I'm generally trying to do a game dive episode around every week, uh, and I'm going to try and do a podcast on that channel every other week, uh, but sometimes those dates slip, yeah. and then there's some other things I'm going to be working on. Uh, I'm going to start doing literary analysis videos, uh, specifically for movies, because they're shorter, and maybe one day I'll graduate to doing on um, games. Uh, the problem with that is, uh, to, to, I think, to write a comprehensive literary analysis uh, it takes multiple viewings and like taking uh, like a bunch of notes and stuff, yeah. which is fine for a two-hour movie because I can you know rewatch it a bunch of times and take notes and pause. Uh, for video and rewind for a video game, that's much harder because like if I wanted to do one, I'd want to do one on like Bioshock for example, and like at minimum there's like a ten-hour game, like maybe six if I'm speedrunning or whatever. I don't exactly right. remember how long the game took, but then you know there's no rewind, like so I would have to like make a bunch of saves and reload them and rewatch a bunch of cutscenes and stuff like that, and so it becomes a much more difficult process, so I'm going to start with just doing it on movies, and then if those are successful and I'm still enjoying them, then maybe I'll do one on a game every once in a while. Uh, but though that's still a ways out. That'll probably come out after E3. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm going to be doing a literary analysis. The first one I'm going to do is actually on Batman v Superman. Uh, okay, that's I, interesting. I, I love that movie. I absolutely love it. Oh, and boy. I feel like a lot of people don't understand why. It's, I understand why people don't like it, but this is kind of like I think it's a really well thought out movie as far as like literary things like themes, motifs, mm-hmm. um, symbolism, and stuff like that. Uh, and I feel like it's a superhero movie that's trying to make a statement about society, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really interesting. 
And I understand why people don't understand that when I just say that. So this is going to kind of explain like where the, all this is coming from. And then if people still want to disagree at the end of the video, like that's fine. But this is kind of just like trying to break down that movie in as far as it's based on its literary merit. Right. That makes sense. Well, yeah, that's that's actually so. a good one to start with. I think that'll be a good example to be like, okay, you can look at it from like a script perspective from a, mm -hmm. you know, from a, like you said, thematic and everything. And mm -hmm. you can yeah. succeed on those and not succeed as a movie. And you can, you can succeed as a movie mm -hmm. and not succeed on those things, you know? Yeah. So that'll yeah. be a good example to start with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shoot. I should have interjected in there cause there was like eight times that I felt like I wanted <laughs> to add something, but that's fine. Cause I think, uh, they'll probably all loop back around like four or five times considering it's me. Uh, cool. Okay. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's super interesting. Um, specifically, like, kind of uh, some of the stuff that you and me have talked about, like, just you know, in our personal lives, talking to each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, where it's it's really hard, even if you are like, you know, even if you do come out of school, or you know, even if you're not in school, if you work on a project or mm -hmm. something, and you're like, okay, I have this cool stuff on my resume. I've made my own game with my own company that I helped do business paperwork for. You know, whatever your situation <laughs> is, and then it's like. Yeah. You can come right out and be like, all right, I want to, like, get into the video game industry now. I want to be, like, at EA. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you're if you're not in the perfect position and if you don't know the right person's, you know, ear to whisper into mm -hmm. and everything, like, uh, you won't get a call back on, like, Game Tester that only requires high school diploma. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it the really industry is savage. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think because it's a smaller industry than we realize, and there's so many people right now gunning for those jobs. Like, it's, it's a really mm -hmm. popular thing to go to school for, and there's a lot of people who, even who didn't go to school, just kind of taught themselves and have been making, you know, Flash games and Steam games right. since they were, like, 12 or whatever. And so it's really competitive and stuff, and yeah, I think it does come down to who you know a bunch. You either have to have, like, a ridiculously impressive resume, or you need to, like, know someone. And something that holds me back particularly is like i don't actually know how to code myself yeah. i came from an art background and then i learned like the higher concepts of design and so a lot of jobs for entry level like need you to have some baseline level of coding so i'm trying to learn it now but it's tough because you know people go to school for you know two to four to eight years to learn how to code well and you know just me like teaching myself based off youtube videos you know it's only yeah. i can only learn so quickly yeah. so yeah it's rough and yeah like even just like a basic tester job like it's sometimes difficult to get so um you know and you always run the thing of like so in la it's hard to get a job period because there's so many people moving here like all the time yeah just trying to get a job like it's a very competitive work environment and talented people but, too not just regular yeah, yeah. exactly um, but this is where all the companies are. So like, there's probably less people looking for work in, uh, you know, Carlsbad, New Mexico, but there's also not a single game design studio out there. So like right. the places that have the most jobs also have the most people competing for them. So, um, you know, it's tough, but, uh, I, I feel like everyone goes through this, um, at some point. So it'll, uh, it'll all work out. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, uh, you and me kind of did a similar thing with our education mm -hmm. too, which like looking back on it i really regret which was like i i did a uh, computer science as my bachelor's and then the game design master's program at full sale mm -hmm. and uh yeah. you and me both kind of did our bachelor's as a stepping stone to the master's yeah and yeah. um i mean especially on my end like uh i've been listening to a lot of like designer notes um you know different games industry podcasts where they interview people and a lot of them talk about mm -hmm. the job and it's like well i'm the creative director of this studio now and my first thing was like programming uh like tools or whatever 
Yeah. And it's like, dude, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I assumed, I guess, that you go in with the masters and like people are just throwing jobs at you. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. Because that's, I mean, that's kind of what you've always been brought up to believe, right? It's like yeah. you, the more education levels that you go up, the uh, the higher you can just jump into. So like you get a master's degree so you can just jump into like not necessarily a mid-level position but not really an entry level either. Mm-hmm. Just like it's kind of like right – like maybe that second step. It's like a, uh, it's supposed to be like a, a job certificate basically like, oh, OK, you have, you have a master's degree. You are that much more qualified for this thing because uh, it's your, your – supposedly on paper you're, you're more educated and same thing with a doctorate like oh you have a doctorate okay you're right there for this one right. um it didn't exactly doesn't exactly work that way um and i don't want to come off that i feel like i'm entitled to a job because no one's entitled to a job right um i just thought the master's degree would help more than it did and yeah the the bachelor's i don't uh i didn't want to do game art i like art but i didn't want to do it as a job Right. Uh, I want specifically to do design, and there are less entry level design jobs than I imagined there would be. Right. So, and even those, uh, maybe that's... Uh, those do tend to be in like quality or you know tools or kind of the right. the ones that you probably weren't thinking of when you went for that degree. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a lot of them like do require you to if it's in tools like you're going to need to code to some extent. And, you know, right. you're not going to need to be an AI architect, but you're you're going to need to know a little bit. And so I'm trying to teach myself now, but um, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm still, I still enjoy just making my own stuff more. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, you know, that doesn't pay. So I, someone would just pay me like enough to live and I could make my own stuff. I'd just be incredibly happy. But, uh, oh yeah, man. Start, start <laughs> to, uh, try to look at, um, Patreon. Um, that's something yeah. that you could potentially direct people to. I know me and Jay are thinking about yeah. it for this. Um, yeah. so that's like a early, like pre-existence bump right there. Help out everybody, please. Yeah. For the love yeah. of God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that's yeah, absolutely that's interesting and you know um you definitely have and I, I i don't know if i specifically mentioned it to you but i've been saying to a lot of people you know like from what i've heard uh being in the place where the jobs are is better i mean it's still competitive mm-hmm. like you said i mean there's still a lot yeah. of talented people that are all like at their wits end and they're ready to make a bad mm-hmm. deal just to get a job but yeah. uh you know it's like like you said i mean if you're like for me if you're in ohio there's one game studio and they're partnered with a hospital and they make educational medical games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. uh, there's not a lot of options and like these companies don't, they have no need to pay to fly me out to interview me when they can get someone just slightly less educated or experienced. That's right down the road. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I moved out here because I was like, I'm I'm never going to get any kind of callbacks if I'm not like already there. Right. And also like, I mean, it's uh, it's weird who you run into here, um, you know. Especially like I now I have the opportunity to go to E three. Like I, maybe I'll meet someone there who is that contact because mm-hmm. it really is like the entertainment industry in general is is really just a who you know type thing. Because um, uh, people want to help out people they like, right? Uh, so you know, uh, it's I'm more likely to make contacts here um, than I would be anywhere else. So um, I'm also looking into potentially just uh. Uh, indie publishing studios um, uh, that'd be interested in then just like you know throwing enough money at my game to get it finished. Oh, basically, so, like yeah, enough to like yeah. pay a couple people part time to work on yeah. it. So like exactly. that's a that's a big issue I run into is that um, you know you and me I think both are just kind of like the uh, 
well, I don't want to sound derogatory, but we're kind of the idea mm-hmm. guy. And then it's like, I can like, yeah. you know, I can fully flesh out <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about. And if somebody yeah. s- comes to me and says like, here's some art, I'm not, mm-hmm. I mean, art is my least knowledgeable area, yeah. but I can still be like, yeah. that's not what I'm looking for, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. It, it's, I mean, I can definitely like, I can throw up a design doc, I, you know, I can do mm-hmm. all that stuff. But like you said, it is, it's so hard to show like, oh, I have good ideas. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's, um, that, that is a big part of it. And it's like, it's a big part that, of it that no one sees, like, you know, the, a director of a movie usually doesn't shoot it himself. You know what I mean? He, like, he doesn't right. necessarily know how to work the camera. Um, writing the design docs, coming up with like fixes for design problems and balancing issues and stuff like that. Um, it's, uh, it's stuff that's kind of invisible to most players, I think, mm-hmm. because if you do your job well, you're not even going to notice that. Like, you're not playing Uncharted and really thinking, man, this level design's really good. You're just notice it, like, you only notice it when it's bad. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're so, up on a hill and they're shooting over my cover. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, it's, uh, it, it is, it is a job. It is, it, you do need someone who knows how to design. It's just, yeah, it's just really hard to demonstrate that. Yeah. Unless you have a finished game, you can point to it and be like, I did design doc for this and I came up with the cover mechanics and I did all this i don't know how to implement them but you know it's uh they were all my ideas yeah so yeah okay um so you were in orlando before and that was where Mm -hmm. um as far as i know uh you met the other guys that were in epl with you um all they all went to full sale either in person or online right yeah yep okay um what would you say um I don't have a great idea of it. I, Jay knows a little more than I do. And then I know mm-hmm. tons of people that know more than both of us combined. But mm-hmm. uh, how would you compare the game scene in Orlando? I know it's still kind of up and coming, but. Um... Yeah. Um, I mean, so it was a little weird because uh, the biggest studio and maybe like the only, well, now there was a few others, but the biggest studio in Orlando is uh, EA Tiburon, mm-hmm. which does all the sports games. And I don't think anyone who goes to school for games wants to work on sports games. Well, the ones like, that do are the ones that yeah. they get in there and like that is their thing and like they are they get the new Madden every year, they get the FIFAs, they get the NHLs. Yeah. Like it's a very specific like strain of people. And then there's people that get hired in there that are just looking for any game job and it's right down the street. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Venn diagram of people who love video games and love sports is very small. Um, there are those yeah. people who are just like all about it. Um, I know a couple of them that are at Tiburon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and stuff. So yeah, a lot of people just like, they kind of go there and they, their career lives and dies at Tiburon. And it's a little sad because like they, they didn't want to stay there. Right. Um, but it's also EA. So it can be a good jumping off point. If you do well at Tiburon, I'm sure you know, they'd be willing to look into transferring you to DICE or, um, you know, BioWare. Or Anywhere within, I mean, there's studios. a ton of stuff. Yeah. Make a new one. Yeah. I mean, EA, uh, they have their kind of smaller branch. I forget what mm-hmm. it's called now, but, you know, they have their, their kind of, not really indie, but, you know, that kind of second-party mm-hmm. studio thing. Yeah, yeah, they're starting the EA uh, EA Originals, I think, is mm-hmm. like their, their indie brand uh, yeah. and stuff. So um, uh, then there's, there's another one there, I... I want to say it's Particle City or Iron Galaxy. There's another one in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's relatively small, but you know, still still notable. And then there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, it, the film scene and the game scene in Orlando is pretty similar. There's a f- good there's a good number of people doing indie projects and starting out, but 
Um, there's not a huge. Uh, it's just not huge over there. It's mostly yeah. like a beginners a beginners play area, and then you like you graduate to like um, a place that has more studios, like New York or Los Angeles, or uh, I think there's even some places in Texas with a good number of studios, yep, Austin. like Austin or something. Yeah, Austin. <laughs> so, Thank you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, it's. Uh, and then a lot of people, like, we went to Full Sail, and a lot of people will graduate and then just go teach. And, like, I mean, I don't want to put down anyone's, like, career or whatever. Like, maybe some people just get out of school and they really love the idea of teaching, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need we need instructors and stuff like that. Um, but some other people also just take those jobs because it's the first one that they get, and they, uh, they just kind of stay there forever. Yeah. Uh, so it can be a trap, too. Like, if those are – if you want to work on sports games or you want to teach – uh, or you want to go work at um, some military uh, uh, defense contractor things like uh, uh, Lockheed Martin's there. Yep. If you want to do all that stuff, then like that's great and that's available to you. Yeah. Uh, but for a lot of people, they just take those jobs because they're the first. They're local and they're the first ones that they have the option of taking. And then they're just like they're stuck there for way longer than they ever wanted to be. So Orlando can also kind of be like a, a complacency trap too. It's a sinkhole, um, literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually sinking, yeah. Uh, <laughs> old Florida. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's, um, I, I think I was there for probably even longer than I, I should have been. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad I moved out when I did and just kind of moved on mm-hmm. and stuff. Nothing, I love Orlando, I love Florida, but, uh, and there's, there's some stuff in Miami, too. There's a few smaller, like, mobile studios in Miami that, yeah. you know, you can cut your teeth on if you want to. But, um, yeah, in general, um, I, uh, I knew a few people there who wanted to grow the games industry there and wanted to get bigger and make that kind of like East LA for mm-hmm. games, but uh, I, that's going to take a long, long time. Yeah, it's just not there yet. Go. And uh, yeah. some of those ones that are doing it, I mean, there's a few that, uh, like I know you mentioned some of the you know students that go out and maybe they mm-hmm. come back right away and they don't even have anything mm-hmm. in between, but there is a couple people that go out and get a job somewhere for a couple years and then come back to full sale and start teaching. Um, yeah. a couple of those guys that came back to full sale have actually started up an independent studio on the side that I know oh, of, cool. uh, Doghead. Okay. Did you hear about that at all? No, I didn't. Um, right now they're doing like a, a VR, like conferencing thing. Um, okay. so that's, that's really interesting. Like Will is in that. Um, I think, uh, uh, I don't want to say any names that I get wrong. So I know a lot of people from the area yeah. and it's hard to <laughs> de-entangle them because almost everyone's worked together at one point. Interesting. But, uh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, Jameson's doing that. Um, so, cool. yeah, there's a couple people that have... They're kind of doing their own thing on the side, too, which mm-hmm. uh, sounds like what you and me and a lot of people are kind of doing. Um, cool. But, yeah, so uh, I guess you, you did actually kind of mention, um, you know, I had on the checklist here talk about YouTube and kind of your experience with that, which I, I think mm-hmm. you pretty much covered that in your intro. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, real quick before we move on, I just also yeah. want to give quick props to uh, actually UCF, which is the state school uh, in Orlando, actually has a pretty good game design program. I knew a few people who came out of there, and they were you know better coders than some of the kids I knew at Full Sail. Mm-hmm. Um, like they actually have a pretty decent games program, and they have a great entrepreneurship program. Uh, there's been a lot of smaller indie games company that are doing I don't want to say big things, but promising things mm-hmm. from there. Uh, and, uh, there was this one company who I got to work with at my last job, uh, called Talon Simulations, and they make, uh, simulator chairs 
for VR. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it was, yeah, and it's, it's a really well-made chair, and it's really good. If anyone's in the market for simulator chairs, look up Talent Simulations. A uh, great group of guys mm-hmm. just starting up, and uh, their their product, I got to use their product, and it's pretty cool. So, a uh, quick plug for my friends. That's cool. Um, yeah, there's, you know, it's, like you said, there's it's, it's trying to grow, and, like, the people, uh, I mean, there's people down there, you know, not, we're not trying to like degrade anybody here. Like there's people down there mm-hmm. putting serious like dollars and mm-hmm. lifestyle on the line to try to kind of mm-hmm. pull up the game industry in Orlando, especially, I mean, a lot of it is UCF and uh, yeah. full sale centric, I guess. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of people yeah. coming out of there that, yeah. you know, maybe they're like me and they were expecting a, a you know, somebody to lift up. Mm-hmm. What's that food cover? The silver thing. You lift it up and the food's underneath it. Like just a contract under there oh, for me to sign. Yeah. yeah. Like, silver that's what yeah. I was wanting. Like you, you know, you said, yeah. uh, you said, I don't want, I don't want anybody to think I'm just expecting a job to be handed to me. Yeah. I was expecting yeah. that. So oh, really? <laughs> like, come on, somebody help me out. Well, I mean, Cause that's how it's sold when you're growing up. Like everyone yeah. says, like you go to college and then you get a job. Like that's how it works. And like, if you get a higher degree, then you get a better job. That's always how it was sold growing up. Yeah. And that was, I don't want to say that was a lie, but maybe that was maybe that was true one day. I don't think it's true anymore. Um, yeah. Also, uh, you remember Rupert? Rupert's doing. Uh, he's one of our old teachers. He's mm-hmm. doing a thing called Burnout Games, which is an indie game publisher, and they've uh, they've been successful in a few projects too. And I know they're doing something in the VR space. And yep. Rupert's a big uh, like a uh, proponent. Is that the right word for yeah. like making Orlando uh, the next uh, like a, a, the next big video game city? Yeah, he supports so, like monthly like meetups for game industry mm-hmm. people. He goes to the town yeah. council and complains like. Oh, that, that's, cool. that's a couple levels beyond me. Like I just kind of yeah. like share Facebook articles, yeah. and I'm like differences. <laughs> yeah. See, I, but I love I love LA though. Like even if Orlando was a bigger games hub now, I'd still want to move out here. Like I absolutely love LA. Yeah. Uh, if I if I can be totally honest for a moment, my my dream uh, in this industry, I want to be the first person on the Hollywood Walk of Fame to get a star of a controller icon. Mm-hmm uh like that's that's what i want uh, yeah and i because i love the city i want to like i want to rep hollywood in la like when i get bigger i want to like i want to do the same thing we're doing going to town halls and stuff and working with uh you know the la government to start bringing like giving the giving tax breaks and stuff like that start bringing like more business back because a lot of it is also going to canada and places like that just mm-hmm. cause it's cheaper to make games out there yeah so um yeah i want la to stay the entertainment capital of the world so. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I think uh, you and me have talked about it a little bit before. Mm-hmm. And then since we were, um, you know, since we were going to school, it's kind of grown a little mm-hmm. bigger. And the mm-hmm. name escapes me right now. So maybe I'll go in and edit and just like put the word in over myself here. But um, <laughs> the uh, okay, I remember what it is, the auteur movement of like, you know, the old like, this is a Sid Meier game, like oh, yeah. Sid Meier. And uh, obviously, he mm-hmm. didn't program it. He wasn't right. the only designer. He wasn't the lead mm-hmm. tester. He wasn't the, mm-hmm. you know, anything. Like, he's mm-hmm. just the the voice and, like, the, um, I guess, like, the evangelist for the studio. And mm-hmm. he's the guy that goes into every meeting and, like, fights for extra dollars and extra days for his people to mm-hmm. work. And, yeah. you know, um, that, that kind of has come back in a big way with Kickstarter. And this was something that we talked about mm-hmm. when we were going to school, too, with... Um, like, uh, and it's kind of even grown into kind of a smaller thing with like ukulele, you know, rare is just like, yeah. they don't have necessarily that named guy, but they're like, Hey, we're back. And like the mm-hmm. things that you remember from the past that we just kind of weren't able to do anymore. We're back with another one. 
And uh, I know like Castlevania's doing it. I know Mega Man did it too. Uh, yeah. I would say mixed success, but that might be a little too nice. Um, <laughs> right. I don't want to lose my street cred over here, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's like um, that that kind of thing of like, okay, here's me. I mean, the number one, you know, guy that is the big dick flop on the table type <laughs> dude, uh, Kojima, is yeah the number absolutely. one type guy for that and I, I can't yeah. believe the uh, logo when it like revealed the inside of the helmet i can't believe it wasn't him <laughs> yeah or galermo yeah uh <laughs> dude's got an ego on him but it's, it's well deserved uh i love i love directors i love the idea of there being a name attached to this thing because i can always tell i can when i play a game and i watch a movie i can tell if it was designed by committee or if it like most of the ideas came from this one mm. like one person well that's um, that's something i find really weird too is that it tends to be Japanese industry icons, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, even Tetsuya yeah. Nomura has kind of reached that in uh, Square mm-hmm. Enix, you know? Where it's yeah. like, typically in Japan, I mean, you're supposed to be so um, kind of reserved, and your ego should be the last thing that comes into your head. And they're the ones that are kind of cutting edge on this. I mean, we have Will Wright, Sid Meier, and I guess Neil Druckmann now. But even he's uh, not I really would... quite at that level. Uh, I mean, I would say Ken Levine also. Oh, Ken Levine, huge. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's kind of, we're just starting to come back into it a little bit from mm-hmm. kind of the indie direction, I guess, um, mm-hmm. where there's like, you know, there's game studios where it's like, okay, this is literally just this guy from this other studio that runs the studio. He, he's the only yeah. one that's well known. Maybe he's the only one with significant credits. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to say he so much, but yeah, that's how it's tended yeah, to be absolutely. so far. We're still catching up on that regarding the game industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and I think. I, so I think here's what it has to do with um, the game industry. You obviously like start in Japan, really, and so like I think they have an older tradition of like putting someone of like I think it started with someone taking responsibility for the game. You know, they're really mm-hmm. big on like honor and stuff like that. Right. And, like so, I think they're really big on like someone is responsible for the quality of this game. So if this sucks, you blame Nomura. If this sucks, you blame Kojima. And then it just kind of, like, evolved into, like, them being the director and them also getting the credit yeah. as their cultures kind of, like, changed a little bit. Uh, and, and they've I had think, the extra five or ten years, too. Right. And I think in America and Europe, uh, the problem actually comes... The reason why we don't have more uh, names attached to these projects is uh, because I think these companies are actually afraid that's a bad business move. So if you think about, if you think about like, Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed or whatever... I don't think these companies want a specific name attached to that franchise because if that person leaves, then it casts doubt on like whether oh. or not the rest of these games are going to be good. Yeah, that's a good point. Assassin's Creed is a great example. Uh, Patrice Desolettes, mm-hmm. when I mean, there, he had just a, such a bizarre like firing mm-hmm. experience, and then they went yeah. and like aggressively like stopped his new company from trying to replicate his kind of success. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy basically just like brain farted like assassin's creed out which is pretty great i mean uh yeah actually this movie the assassin's creed movie did you see that i haven't i really want to i it's, actually really like it's assassin's it's pretty creed all right franchise. uh it, okay, i mean cool. people say that it's the best video game movie and they say that kind of being insulting but you know yeah. it probably is one of the better ones um yeah yeah i i assumed it was aggressively average yeah well cool uh it's it i think it does a really good job with the ending which is where cool like video game themed stuff tends to be really weak even video okay. games but uh yeah. that's that's another discussion right. um potentially um, if we learn how to split video feeds and stuff maybe we could uh do a collab on your youtube and talk about that kind of 
phenomenon. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so wait, uh, you brought up something they, they shut... Wait, that other project, the new project he was working on, like the episodic thing, was it called like DNA about like how humans evolved um, or something? Yeah, it, it's not that one. There was one in between. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. Where his company... Is that project still happening? I haven't heard about that in forever. And it sounded really Yeah, really it's new, super iffy because he at first <laughs> got picked up by... Um, he made a new studio and then they got picked up by THQ. So then okay. that oh. happened, and then Ubisoft bought those rights and then shut the studio down, and they didn't do anything with it. They just took everybody oh. in and fired them. So, oh no! Uh, please don't uh, threaten legal action, Ubisoft. I love you. Keep <laughs> get rid of Vivendi. Got some great games coming out this year. <laughs> um, that's yeah. I'm I'm afraid of the Vivendi takeover. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Like, I wonder what happened between those two. Um, because like, you know, it's, it's almost a Kojima situation. Um, yeah, where they but, both, both sides get like a little petty about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think but, Kojima was very mature to be honest. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, uh, it was so funny. Yeah. Cause Kojima was very mature about the situation. Uh, Guillermo but, del Toro came in hot. <laughs> yeah. Del Toro came in hot and so did Keeley. Yeah. Both of them were like, no, nah, you're not. Uh, we're not having none of this. That's funny. Um, they th- they they were they were a dick for him, which was nice. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. But ever since then, Assass- Ubisoft has not put a name on the Assassin's Creed franchise. Yeah. Like who directed Syndicate? You don't know. Well, they like, tried. Was... They tried not even really to have him. I just know about it because of the how bizarre it was. Like how um, yeah aggressive it was. I guess. But uh, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, and I was going to kind of talk about that too, where um, like a lot of my, I think my recommendation I've been making to people is um, San Francisco or Seattle. Uh, mm-hmm. You can actually go online and kind of look up, um, I mean, obviously these are all like, you know, public companies, it's listed where they exist. And so anything that's not fully remote or, you know, a studio mm-hmm. of like five people or less, uh, you mm-hmm. can kind of look up those statistics. And LA is, I think, the third biggest city in the US for games. Um, oh, wow. Cool. And that's, I wasn't sure, I just don't know the you know, the, the, um, geography of California very well. So there might've even been a couple more like small towns nearby that had a significant, like more than a couple studios that to add into that. Um, Seattle is the number one and it's kind of sometimes tied with, um, San Francisco. Okay. And, um, but Seattle, a lot of the smaller, like, uh, Redmond is like, just the other side of the water, basically, of Seattle. Yeah. Um, a little south, they have uh, a couple more studios there. So, kind of that cool. whole area is a hotbed of okay. um, kind of specifically game companies. So, Seattle's number one, including the suburbs. And um, wow. I know a couple guys that went out there with, uh, and this is, I think I, I mentioned this to you uh, a while ago, but, um, you know, I know a couple guys that went out there, they had, I mean, they had put in, uh, applications, resumes, and everything, and not heard anything back. They didn't have any interviews lined up. They didn't have, you know, they went out basically with a little bit of money and, you know, were, well, possibly get a part-time job or a full-time, like, underemployment type job just to kind mm-hmm. of survive for a little while and then hopefully get in somewhere. They're both at Microsoft now. And one yeah. was one was in pretty quick, and uh, one took a little bit longer to get in. But, uh, mm, I mean, damn. these guys both had no prospects. So, you know, it's, it's kind of the thing where, you know, it's hard to recommend. And that's why I didn't, I mean, if I would have stayed in Orlando, I would have had more opportunities even there, but, uh, it's hard to recommend like, Hey, go to this expensive city to live and maybe you'll get a job. Like I was, uh, and that's another thing that I kind of learned from my parents and they learned from their parents and everything where it's like, Mm -hmm. 
you know, if you're going to get a good job, the company will get you there. They'll put you there. Yeah. And they just don't do that anymore. Yeah, because there's, there's so many more qualified people. Like, the thing is, like, I think the reason why, uh, you know, diplomas, like, master's degree, bachelor's degree, whatever, are worth less now. Not worth less, but worth less than they Have were. less worth, yeah. Yeah, is because just, like, so many more people have them now. Like, so many more people are college educated. So many more people have higher degrees. And so, um, you know, the more people that get educated, the less valuable, like... I don't want to say the less valuable the education is, but you know, yeah. like we're just competing against more people now. Like more people are going to school, more people are um, in these fields and stuff, and so there's also just more humans in general. So and it's uh, it's, uh, uh, it's really uh, advantageous. Like I mean, we talked about all, the entire games scene in Orlando is built around two schools, and they almost exclusively yeah. <laughs> hire out of those two schools, and it's the same yeah. way everywhere. I mean, if you go yeah. to UCLA, those yeah. are the people that get a job when they're 20. Yeah. yeah, and then they yeah, stick yeah. in their industry for the rest yeah. of their life, you know. And it's it's hard to replicate that yeah. if you're not in that town already. Yeah, and honestly, I'm uh, I don't want to throw our school under the bus specifically, right? But uh, I do think there's actually an advantage to going to a four year program than an accelerated program because while we got our degrees quicker, um, there wasn't as many opportunities to do stuff outside of school. And what I mean by that, like if you go to state school and you go to a four year program, you have more time to like, you have the summers to get internships. You have uh, less of a class load. So you have more opportunity to take up other projects or other opportunities or like, you know, a part-time job at one Uh of these companies or something like that. And so Really, because when you get out, the thing that's going to help you the most is actually internships. It's really um, experience. That's pretty yeah. much experience, yeah. So if you have a four-year program, and let's say even say the first two years you just you know dick around because you're in college, you have two summers to do like a full-on internship, and sometimes we're even paid. Like that's a huge bump up, and it, I think it's easier to get an internship than it is to get a job. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. Uh, just because like they expect less of you. Right. So um, you can get by with just like a relatively good GPA and, you know, some clubs that you're in and, you know, maybe some test work or whatever. Uh, and then internships are really hard to get outside after you're already graduated. Like, and not only after that, you but graduate, like they generally don't take you as an intern anymore. Right. Like, and, and it's um, part of the internship is that you already have. I mean, if you're going to school, not to say that like everybody has the opportunity to go to, you know, four year or even a two year college right. or whatever. Yeah. But when you're going to school, if you're already there at the college or university, then that means you already have a pipeline for funding yourself to live there. So yeah. you can go take an internship where you get paid either minimum wage or nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, you know, you already, you were already expecting to get paid nothing because you yeah. were expecting to be going to class. So yeah, like you already have that pipeline set up and everything. And it's yep. really hard when you're not a student when you have student yeah. loan payments due to mm-hmm. justify, well, I'm going to go to this place eight hours a day and get nothing for it except maybe a better future, you know? Yeah. That's really exactly. hard to justify. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it, it's one of those things, and I think I was going to mention this earlier, and I might have said it and I might have forgot. We'll find out <laughs> in uh, people's emails. But, um, you know, it's it's the type of thing where, like, um, it, it's, it's, it's so hard to justify, like, just kind of going somewhere and just doing your own thing. And I, mm-hmm. I, I have so many contacts. I have so many people I can reach out to, to mm-hmm. uh, work on a project with me or just spitball ideas mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, whatever. But it just the way I am, 
I don't want to ask anybody to do anything for free ever. Right. So like, it's really tough when, especially if you're underemployed coming out of any program. I mean, even not, even if coming out of high school, if you're underemployed, um, it's hard to be like, Hey, I know a little, little bit about programming and I can kind of do it, but I need a programmer. And Mm -hmm. like, I mean, programmers, people who are really programmers and that's what they want to do for their job are Mm -hmm. a amazing and B, um, they enjoy coding. Like they, they, they kind of look for an excuse to do that, but just me knowing what it's like to program myself and what it's like Mm -hmm. to just hit a stupid wall. That's like, I have no idea how to do this dumb function. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine asking somebody, Hey, program and like fix this stupid bug that I don't even understand how it's here for free yeah yeah i don't i don't have as big of a hang up with that because like i'm not getting paid either it's not like i'm just like yeah. refusing to pay you and the worst um, thing somebody can say is no yeah. and you're like okay that's fine yeah. uh yeah. what i always promise people is rep share so like if right. we finish this project and it does make money like i will give you a cut and this is how much we sign paperwork beforehand right so uh there are there are unscummy ways to go about it but it's um, it, it feels weird every time yeah it does feel strange it does feel like you're taking advantage of them even though you're absolutely not right um, what was it? I was going to say something about, oh yeah, as far as it's like moving to a city that like, it is tough and it is scary just to like move to a city and not have a job. Yeah. Um, what I would say though is, and I haven't quite reached this point yet cause I have a little bit of savings left, but like I worked at a bar in Orlando and like I enjoyed it or whatever. And, uh, you can typically find a job doing something somewhere. It might not be what you want to do, mm-hmm. but like. When when the bank account gets down to like, all right, this is my last month of rent, rent payment. Like, you know, I can find a restaurant probably to work yeah. at. Like, I can find a job doing something to make rent uh, until I find what I need to do. Yeah, you get pretty motivated so, then when you get to that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I, I, I'm, you know, I don't, no one's too good for any job. Like, people work jobs they don't like all the time to mm-hmm. do what they have to do. So, uh, you know, even just having a master's degree and stuff like that, like, I don't, feel like i'm above working at a restaurant like it's fine like you gotta do what you gotta do to get rent payment so yeah i worked um, at walmart for a year with a master's degree yeah so, exactly i mean sometimes so, you just gotta go there yeah exactly um so but yeah so uh okay so uh, you know e3 is a yes. big thing i know you've been talking about a little bit uh specifically mm-hmm. you talked about e3 in a video and then you talked uh, mm-hmm. more recently um i think it was was it the first podcast you were talking about uh, far cry 5 yep, yep yeah yep. so um uh, some, well, you know, love it or hate it, I guess. If you hate hype and you, you know, you're not into that kind of thing, that's fine. I have a video mm-hmm. for you to watch. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so like E3 in general, it's a good marketing push, like turning mm-hmm. capitalism on yeah. full blast, and you know, it's it's a it's kind of a necessary thing whether you're into it or not. I'm I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite as big of a fan as you are, but um, right. you know, I love to see that stuff. Like right now, especially yeah. when we get to like, I don't know, late mid to late May. And then leading up to E3, we get to that point where it's just dry. Like, there's usually not really any games coming out. I'm glad Prey came out when it did. Um, Yeah. There's usually not a lot of news. I'm really thankful that Ubisoft was just like, here's what we're up to and we're going to show you more later. Mm -hmm. Um, But usually there's, like, no news at all for about a month and a half. So, um, I guess... Well, there's... Sorry, continue. No, I I was pretty much done. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, there's no news, but there's leaks. And I talked about this in the game that episode. Leaks make me so mad because 
Like, A, it's a scummy thing to do if you're out there leaking, just, like, stop. Like, there's better ways to get clicks. Mm. But, like, so here's here's why leaks suck. Because I'm afraid of the internet right now. I don't log on to any of the sites I typically go to because <laughs> I'm afraid of... Getting just, spoiled. Like, dim it. Yeah, yeah the, the, the E3 spoilers. Like, I don't want my excitement to be spoiled. Humans like getting excited. We like surprises. Yeah. And so if those surprises are taken away... Then everything I enjoy about E3 is gone. E3 is like Christmas. It's like opening those presents and not knowing for sure what's in the box. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I can be disappointed by the potential to be disappointed by E3 is what makes it exciting and what makes those good things even better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Because I've had E3s that just sucked. Like (laughs) I think 2012 was a terrible E3 where there was like almost no good announcements and all the press conferences were boring. And like years like that make the years like last year and the year before it so much better. Yeah. And so, obviously, I want every year to be hyped, but, like, if this is a disappointing year, like, whatever, right? We just came off two great ones. Next year is probably going to blow our minds. Um, but when the leaks happen, it, it takes it away. It takes that excitement away. And it also, like, it kind of robs the people who were, like, in, like, the people who created that game. Like, there were leaks for Far Cry 5 before it came out, and it's, like... People yeah. worked really hard on that game, and you're kind of, like, stealing their I mean, thunder. you know, people worked and really like, hard on the reveal. Yeah, like, exactly. Not to yeah, mention there's just a the marketing game. Yeah. Team. yeah, there was a whole marketing team that really put thought into how this game was going to be revealed. And you took that away from them. Like, you took away that moment. Mm-hmm. Also, it's just... It taints, it taints your opinion of that game. So, like, there are sometimes leaks come out that aren't 100% true or aren't 100% accurate or are set out of context. Yeah. Context, And now you have a predisposition of that thing before it was revealed the way it was supposed to be revealed. And so some of those things might not even be true, but now you have that in your mind because, like, that's what the leak said. And, like, that could end up warping how the, you, like, see the game in the end. So it's just it's, – it's really weird. I hate leaks so much. I generally don't like pre-E3 announcements either just because I'm like, it's just going to be so much better than the press conference. On but a like, giant screen, yeah. Yeah, but, like, you know, sometimes stuff like Far Cry 5 is fine because, like, we still haven't seen actual gameplay of it. We've seen just, like, a trailer. Yeah, that's so. true. And um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I listened to, um, it was Patrick Klepek on the uh, Vice Gaming Waypoint podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about, like, he talked about a leak that he did that went wrong. And then he talked mm-hmm. about a link where, uh, a leak that he was kind of proud of, I guess. And, uh, like, okay. there are certain... Um, like the one, the one that he mentioned specifically, it was really interesting hearing him talk about it. But uh, the one that he mentioned yeah. specifically was the uh, PlayStation, um, the Pro, I guess. So it okay. was they hadn't announced the Pro yet, but he knew there was going to be like an incremental upgrade or like you know essentially yeah. like a new phone model version of the PS4. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he said, you know, they were probably going to announce it within maybe a month, anyways. But mm-hmm. I wanted to say that so that if anybody was about to buy a PS4 then if they want to, they can just wait until okay. that holiday to get it. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm yeah. maybe saving somebody money. Maybe they'll yeah. say, well, I don't care about the 4K, so I'll just get the PS4 mm-hmm. anyways. But yeah. he's like, you know, it's like a consumer defense type of thing. But then he's like, yeah. you know, there's certain things that he wouldn't want to leak, and there's certain things that he makes sure that the source that he's getting it from really wants it out, you know? Right. Yeah, sometimes it is a controlled leak. Sometimes they do want it out. And I think the stuff of the PlayStation Pro specifically, like when it's a hardware upgrade like that, mm. that's probably good to leak out because on Sony's end, 
let's say there was something about it that people hated, it gives them time to fix it before they officially release it. The uh, boomerang controller? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something like that. I want one. So, yeah, I wish they I wish they would sell them. Uh, like, just, like, as a novelty, just, like, yeah. PlayStation 3's 15th anniversary, like, pick up the boomerang controllers just for the hell of it. But, uh, yeah, um, so, you know, like you're saying, I, I, there's a difference between, like, this is an artist revealing their yeah their thing. Okay, our games are yeah. I went there, but you know it's like this is an artist <laughs> revealing their 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 you know their masterpiece or their vision yeah. or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. even if it is come down to like you know when it's EA when it's Ubisoft, yeah. uh, Ubisoft made these announcements because their their like finance call went out and they were like, well, we might as well just say what this stuff's going to be. So yeah, it's not always like high and lofty and noble stuff, but yeah. Um, it, it does kind of suck when they have this reveal planned and then they kind of have to do mm-hmm. damage control because it, yeah. it kind of slipped out a little early. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, supposedly the Final Fantasy VII remake actually leaked that morning, but, like, I was off the internet, so I didn't see it. But the funny thing is no one believed the leak anyway, so, oh my God. like, people were still surprised. But, like, if that announcement had gotten ruined for me, like, that would have, like, taken away so much because, like, that announcement was still, to me, one of the craziest things ever because it was something I wanted for so long, and then they trolled us at PSX, and then, like, it mm-hmm. just destroyed everyone's hope. And so to bring it back like that was super exciting. If yeah. something like that had gotten ruined, that would have lost so much for me. Um, announcements can be fun, just being surprised. And I know there are people out there who don't like, be su- don't like being surprised, they don't care about spoilers, but you don't have to ruin it for the rest of us. Well, not only so, that, but, like, you know, it's, it's uh, like, I can see the people that are like, well, just tell me what the game is going to be, and yeah. I'll just pre-order it now or whatever. Yeah. Um, not getting into the pre-order debate today, but, uh, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, so, I, you know, I can, I can pretty much see where everybody's coming from, but it's just yeah. like you said, it's the kind of thing, like why ruin somebody else's fun? If you're not into it, that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. participate in it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think Ubisoft, Ubisoft is in a unique position because they have a very large stable of games actually. Um, mm-hmm. and they, they can kind of pick and choose what they show early. So, uh, uh, just something we talked about on on the dive podcast on Divecast was uh, Far Cry is probably like their E3 promo. Like this is like if you're it gets more people excited for their E3 press conference by putting out there more people might watch E3 to see Far Cry. Uh, but they're saving some stuff. Uh, I'm glad they haven't shown us Assassin's Creed yet. Mm-hmm. All they did was they sent out an email on their mailing list. Um, like if you're like ever registered for you play yep. or whatever, like they send you an email and it's just the Assassin's Creed logo and it says more coming at E3 press conference. And they gave you yep. a date and time for their press conference. Like that's really exciting. Cause that email, knows there was going to um, be Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That email actually announced their E3 time slot. Cause they had been keeping yeah. it quiet before. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a good double announcer. Yeah. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that is a. I, I, let's kind of dive into E3, I guess. What? Um, cool. What are the games coming up? I, I know one solid for sure, uh, but what are some mm-hmm. games coming up that you're really into that you know for sure? And then um, I don't know if you did this too, but just make a make a couple wild make make like a likely prediction and an unlikely mm-hmm. prediction. Right. Uh, actually, I, we haven't really gone into this. I haven't done my my E3 hopes and dreams yet on in any form. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, uh, there's, uh, um, real quick, I, this has gone under the radar, I feel like. Um, I don't really know what to expect from this, but Devolver Digital is having a press conference this year. Okay. Which is crazy. Um, like, that's weird. What else have they worked on? That's, like, super weird. Devolver Digital is, like, an indie publisher. Like, they did, they didn't 
they're a publisher. They hotline by they yeah, publish yeah, yeah. hotline Miami. They publish mostly those indie retro games and stuff. So okay. it's interesting and exciting to see them getting a press conference, giving some shine to some indie stuff. Man, hopefully um, they might. I mean, you know, they made a lot of money on a couple of those. It's possible that they're going to make yeah. like a you know a larger product that they're yeah. going to launch. Yeah, they might. They might start uh, maybe doing some internal development stuff. I don't know. That'd be cool. Uh, we'll find out. But so there's a lot of press conferences, and I'm trying to think. Uh, I will. What I'll do is I'll tell you one that I'm expecting from each real quick, and then I'll tell give you like one hope and dream that I, it's not confirmed, but like I really want. Okay. Um. So from EA, I'm excited to see Amy Henning Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They they need to show it this year. Like if they don't this year, it's gonna raise a lot of like yeah not good red flags. Um. Then on uh, I'm not expecting to see the respawn Stigs uh, Star Wars this year. Just Amy Henning's. Uh, then from... She's at Visceral, next right? Up, yes, yeah. she is. Okay. Then next up is Microsoft. I want to see more... Uh, what do I want to see from Microsoft? Um, Scalebound. See, Scalebound's canceled, man. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, well, actually, this is really... So this is really strange. Uh, Scalebound's... Uh, they renewed the trademark, and there's rumors that they are rebooting the project under a new development team. And it so, was Platinum before, right? It was platinum before, and what I think happened is, it is weird, but this is really similar to what happened to Phantom Dust. If I want to put on my tinfoil hat for a second, Mm -hmm. I think Microsoft wanted more multiplayer stuff in that game than Hideki Kamiya was willing to put in, because it was primarily supposed to be a single-player thing, and he just added multiplayer because they they wanted it, and they had a cool idea for it. Mm -hmm. But I think Microsoft wanted them to push the multiplayer more, and whatever they wanted them to do, either it conflicted with uh, Kamiya's vision, or it just was like... And they were incapable of doing it because there was a lot of big monsters flying around on screen. Like, maybe, like, they just couldn't get it to work. Yeah. And so Microsoft canceled them. Uh, and now they're starting it back up again. So the new Scalebound is under a new studio and going to be, like, I don't know, maybe even multiplayer only, but, like, multiplayer focused and, like, made for multiplayer from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a, this is why the original, like, the Phantom Dust remake reboot, sorry, reboot got canceled was because. They gave the studio a budget uh, to make a single-player game. Then they came back at it and was like, need multiplayer. And then the uh, studio was like, well, if you want multiplayer, we need more money. Microsoft said no, and so they canceled the whole thing. So Microsoft has a history of getting into arguments with developers over multiplayer. And then they'll, so I, they'll definitely uh, they'll definitely like chicken them to the end. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, I... So I, I, think, I think Sea of Thieves is what I'm most excited to see more about mm-hmm. at E3. Um... Because uh, I guess that's them playing to them strengths. I, I think I think Microsoft is really just only concerned with multiplayer experiences right now. Um, I don't think their single player stuff has worked out for them as well as they would have wanted, and I think they're just yeah. really going to double down on multiplayer going forward. I mean, respawn uh, is not not respawn. Uh, Remedy isn't gonna, their next game is going to be multi platform. Uh, yeah. So I think Microsoft just wasn't interested in, in doing another contract for a solely single player game. Yep. So. Um, so I guess Sea of Thieves uh, is playing their strengths. Here's the thing. Sea of Thieves is made by Rare, and mm-hmm. Rare has been pretty bad for a lot of years. Like, they haven't done anything good in a while, um, and they and I don't know if that's their fault. I don't know if it's just because they've been stuck making Kinect games for, like, a few years. I mean, it, or yeah, they like, could very much be in, like, a Lionhead-type situation. Yeah. So Sea of Thieves, I think, is really going to be is going to prove whether it's the, does that studio still have it or is it been Microsoft just giving them bad projects? Right. So 
Um, I'm interested in Sea of Thieves because it looks fun, and it also it's going to be like kind of a, a proving grounds for them again, like mm-hmm. to let us know whether or not they they still you know know how to make games. Um, so then from Ubisoft, I'm uh, I'm excited about Assassin's Creed because they took a year off, and I really want to see what they do with that time. Yeah, I really want to see how different that game is going to be. Uh, there are signs that Ubisoft is kind of changing the way they make games because you know a big criticism they got is the yearly the structure. Are, yeah, yeah, and they're all pretty much the same, like towers and checklists, um, which is true to some extent. And I think they've taken that criticism to heart, and mm-hmm. I think you can see them starting to change. And I think Assassin's Creed is going to be the one where it's like it could potentially be a really big change up to the formula of that franchise. So, um, so I'm really excited to see that. Uh, then, um, next was, uh, went through EA, Microsoft, Ubisoft, mm-hmm. um, Bethesda. Um, so Bethesda, I think, is the biggest wild card right now. Yeah. Because when Prey was announced last year, I thought they had a formula. They did, you know, their blowout game, and then they had a, they also had, you know, a little bit of their next game. Because, like, the first year, they blew out Fallout 4, and then they had a little bit of Dishonored 2. They had a trailer for it. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, Dishonored 2 is their blowout game. And, and they we had just a got little a trailer bit of for... Prey sprinkle, yep. Yeah, a little bit of Prey. And so it was like, okay, this year, Prey is going to be their blowout game. But Prey already came out. Right. And so they actually, I think everything that they talked about last year might actually already be out. Well, with the so, exception, well, I'm not sure when it'll come out, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, everything's announced as far as we know. Like, but like the next game's going to be Elder Scrolls, out. but we don't know what it is. Doom's out, right. Prey's out, Dishonored's out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they've already talked yeah. about the, uh, what is it, the Morrowind expansion for Elder Scrolls yeah. Online, so. Yeah. What else is there? Um, New franchise? Cycle yeah, Between I, Three? Yeah, I don't know. I it's uh it I think I think two things are probably a lock. I think uh Evil Within two yep. or whatever Tango's working on is probably a lock. Yeah, I've heard and of I that. I think um a Wolfenstein sequel. Because yeah, that's probably, uh, is or, that Machine Zone? Machine games, yeah. Yeah. Whatever they're working on. It might not be a Wolfenstein sequel, but whatever they're working on is is definitely gonna be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um so I think those two games are definitely going to happen. I actually I didn't consider an Elder Scrolls because I actually still think it's too early. Well, but yeah, they'll, they'll we probably. Uh, I, I think Fallout was super successful for them. So mm-hmm. when it is yeah. Elder Scrolls time, I think they're going to do you know the classic like here's 20 minutes of gameplay footage. Yeah, and we're going to show you everything we can do. You're going to be able to build in it because that was hugely successful. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah. they're going to say, oh by the way, this is out next month. Yeah, yeah. So I actually I think it might not be till next E three, but we'll see. They might mm-hmm. that might be the big thing. Um, so yeah, like they're the biggest wild card. I'm most excited for what I don't know about from them. Yep. I mean, I'm always most excited for new IPs. I agree. Uh, but and things I don't know about. But of the things I do know about, these are the things I'm most excited for at these conferences. Um, so Bethesda, yeah, I don't know. I think because uh, we don't have a for sure for anything. So. Yeah, um, just seeing what how they fill a whole press conference this year. Uh, maybe they'll have a brand new IP. Um, I I'm really excited to see what Tango's been working on. If it is an Evil Within two, or if it is something new and different. Yep. Uh, and then uh, let's see who else is left. Uh, I guess just uh, Devolver Digital, whatever they do. Yeah, just Sony. Are they the one only ones I haven't talked about? Um, oh, I'll do Nintendo real quick. Activision. Um, Activision is a new press conference. Oh, yep, you're right. 
so Nintendo doesn't do a press conference either, but they do their digital event, which I still think is a huge cop out. Just like do a press conference. Like I agree. You're not too good to do a press conference. I know they're expensive, but like that's what E3 is. It's like it's an expensive thing. Yeah. Uh, show up or don't show up. Uh, but. Uh, from Nintendo, I, I don't know. Um, the Switch is in a really weird spot right now where it just came out and we're still like, what's what's next? Uh, they need to announce I for think... that. Because the Switch is in a really weak spot right now. Yeah. They need to, they need so... to show those titles. Mm-hmm. So I think if we got a extended gameplay demo of Mario Odyssey, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really what it needs is it needs another announcement that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to come out this year because if you think about the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One uh, in pretty much every console, consoles are actually really weak in their first year. What Typically, we buy a yeah. console for day one is the promise of stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's like you're willing to buy a console for the promise of things that are coming like years down the road. That's why so, I got a Switch. Oh, you have one? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. So far cool. I have Zelda for it. <laughs> Yeah, so um, honestly, if nothing else compelling comes out until the fall, like that's that's fine. It's actually tracks with like mm. where consoles typically are. You yeah. just need some indie games to kind of fluff it up a little bit, right. like on the road to that. But yeah, just like something else that we don't know about that makes that console more exciting and more valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever that thing is, but out of the things we know, I'm most excited to see more Mario Odyssey. Um, man, that game looks fun. <laughs> Uh, and then for Sony, uh, man, I could do a whole podcast on just what I'm excited for for Sony. Here's the thing with PlayStation right now. The two years ago, they had one of the best press conferences ever, and I said, next year will be disappointing because there's no way they can top that, Mm -hmm. which was last year. And then it was somehow a better press conference. Man, Sony's really been on a roll, too. I mean, they've had a a lot of great exclusive games come out from Mm -hmm. last holiday to now. Yeah. And just the way they ha- they presented it last year with the live orchestra and like really making it a classy event, mm-hmm. it was it was super nice. And they are the only press conference you can watch in the theater. Like you can just get free tickets and go watch it in the theater. Wow. And so I, which I do, I absolutely I can't wait for that to happen again. Uh, I'll get my ticket day one. But I have to think this has got to be the year that they disappoint us, right? There's no way they can have a press conference oh, that lives up to the last I mean, two years. If they just have gameplay demos, like, okay, I can yeah. I can undercut a little bit. I know that you're going to do a triple backflip for God of War. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I, I, don't, I think now might be a good time to go ahead and just call it God of War Norse or something like that. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, mean, I think it's just gonna be called God of War. I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, I, I don't really like that, but I, I get it. You know, but uh, yeah. but I can totally see like, um, I can almost see them doing. And I mentioned this before, like an Assassin's Creed style thing of like, mm-hmm. okay, now it's God of War in Egypt. Okay, now it's God mm-hmm. of War with yeah. Roman gods. Okay, now it's like Gaelic God of War, whatever. Yeah, um, I think it's gonna be a trilogy. I think it's gonna be a Norse trilogy, and then they're gonna move on. I think they really want. I don't, I don't think they want to jump around too too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they want to like really settle into a place but i don't think it's going to take as long to jump to the next mythology as it did to jump to norse yeah because i mean if you look at it really there were three kind of offshoot god of war games that i honestly mm-hmm. would not recommend i mean i've, I've played the mm-hmm. uh, one of the psp ones and i played judgment mm-hmm. for like five minutes was it judgment that's wrong ascension you're thinking ascension was trash you yeah. want to play ascension so um like the core trilogy was great if they could do another tight mm-hmm. three or maybe two mm-hmm. yeah uh i think if they did i mean 
I can't see them doing this, but if they did just the one, no multiplayer, it's all single player experience, but like yeah. double or maybe half again the length of story, I can see mm-hmm. them doing it in one and just seeing if people like that kind of formula. Interesting. Um, yeah. We're going to have a Life is see... Strange 2 uh, at Sony yes, Conference. Yes, I, I saw that. No, uh, no it's not going to be at E3, they said. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, they announced that it's, it exists and they're making it, but they, they said it's not going to be at E3. All right. Um, but so here's the thing, though. Like, I, and I said this last year, and I was wrong last year, so I could be wrong again. I think the PlayStation Conference this year is going to be just more of what we already know about, like really like yeah. getting into the, like, the long gameplay demos of things that we already know exist. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a lot of announcements of brand new things. I agree. So, um, but I, w- I said that last year, and I was wrong last year, so we'll see. Um, yeah, God of War... Final Fantasy VII, I really hope, is there. Kingdom Hearts III. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingdom I'm Hearts III has a tentative yeah. release date. Three years or so. Yeah, that's, I, I saw <laughs> that. I was like, come on, guys. 30 yeah. years or so. <laughs> in, the next, in the next three years. That's ridiculous. Come on. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe a, maybe Dragon Quest XI American release date would be dope. Okay. Um, uh, and stuff... Uh, I want another VR announcement. So here's my... Mm-hmm. I have two wild... Here are my two wild predictions uh, for PlayStation. Uh, one that's not super wild, I just really want, is Devil May Cry 5. Okay. Uh, I think that could absolutely happen. Yeah. I think it's going to be made by Platinum. I think it's going to uh, be white-haired Dante again. It's going to be like 5. It's going to be a sequel to 4. Mm-hmm. Um, what my, my wild dream, my wild um, dream that I want is... So I have a PlayStation VR and I love it. And we need more like AAA VR games. Definitely. Uh, I think we don't know what Sucker Punch is working on. It's one of the few big studios from Sony that we actually have no idea what they're working on. Yep. And so I think Sucker Punch is working on a AAA VR game. And it could be potentially an infamous. Second Son was a big seller. It could be. I actually think it's going to be a new franchise. Here's yeah. here's here's what I. I if I could just if I could pick any game, it's like it's kind of like the Matrix. So like you exist in this world, uh, you exist in this digital world. Like someone gets transferred into a digital world, and like they can kind of create things like out of nothing because it's just it's all code. Like or you're in like a dream scenario or whatever. So it's kind of like the Matrix, where like you can do whatever you can imagine, kind of if you can just like let yourself believe it. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, that's how you kind of explain like the floaty hands or whatever that gives context. Like you right. in VR, your, your hands just kind of floating and like what you can just kind of like materialize different guns and things depending on the scenario. Uh-huh. And so I think that's what it is. I think it's, uh, this is, uh, I am basing this on nothing. Uh, well, you know, this is, this is my prediction. Yeah, you talking about this makes me remember, um, what was, uh, I forget the name of the company. Oh, Media Molecule. Weren't they working on Dreams? Oh, Dreams. Yeah, we'll probably see Dreams. I bet sure. we'll see Dreams and I bet Dreams will be VR. Oh, I, that's probably why it got delayed. Yeah. Because then, I mean, you know, the what they were showing originally was all, mm-hmm. you know, controller based because they were keeping the VR yeah. KG. And it, I can just totally yeah. see you shaping stuff with your hands like clouds mm-hmm. and like putty yeah. and... That kind of thing. Absolutely. I can definitely That's see that. That's such a good idea. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely see that. I think David Cage's game is going to get a release date for later this year. Uh, Detroit. Um, yeah, Detroit. Um, was it tr- Detroit Beyond Human? I think that's the full becoming, title. I think Detroit yeah. Becoming Human because it's, human. it's based that's on it, that. Yeah. Um, do you remember the name of the, was it the Kara demo? That was yes. the Android yeah. game put together? I recommended yeah. that on another podcast. Please look it up. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's, really, it's a really cool short film. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> so 
Uh, yeah. Um, so I think this is going to be a lot of updates on things we already know about. But uh, if I could get two announcements, I would like Devil May Cry 5. I would like that Sucker Punch game to be the VR thing I want. Also, oh, and um, Dreams VR. That's, that's, a great, that's a great call. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, actually, uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Interesting. I think it's going to be at PlayStation press conference because we know it exists. They've confirmed it exists. We just haven't seen anything from it. Okay. So, uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake, though, what do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be, like, literally a remake of the first, of the second, of Resident Evil 2? So, like, it's behind the, over, like, isometric camera angles and fixed camera angles and stuff like that? you think it's going to play, like, the old ones did, like, our 4, 5, and 6, like, over the shoulder? Or do you think it's going to be in the style of 7 where it's going to be VR? I don't know. It could like be how, It could how be how awesome. I mean, you could do third person in VR because mm-hmm. um, kind of that hover, like, kind of mm-hmm. near shoulder, not quite as tight yeah. as some of the, you know, more modern games were, but yeah. Um, yeah. just kind of floating back behind and, you know, directing mm-hmm. her that way. Uh, yeah. That could be cool. Um, yeah. But, I mean, which style do you think they're going to go with? Are, is this going to be a reimagining of 2, or do you think this is going to be a straight remake? Like, how do you think they're going to do they're, this? PlayStation's so, like, they're all over the place with that kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, Square Enix has shown that they're like, you're not going to get an HD remake, and you're lucky that we're going to completely rebuild this game for you and episodically. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, now that said, Final Fantasy, what was it, uh, 12? It's just about to come out here. But, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah we've seen it done both ways. They'll do both, yeah. And they're actually one of the few studios that will just do that kind of complete rebuild and mm-hmm. not change the title or do, like, you know, The Devil May Cry, that classic yeah. type of thing. So, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. So, I liked Resident Evil 7 a lot, but in general, I haven't been a big fan of the Resident Evil games, so I haven't been following, so I can't really comment. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's a lot of question marks over it, but uh, mm-hmm. I think... Um, I think there's a good chance the PlayStation press conference this year is just it's um, it's just gameplay demos and they take a year off from the like super crazy announcements. But yeah. I don't know, man. Like I said, that's why I said yeah last year, and then last year ended up being stupid crazy. I just hope, if nothing else, though, I just hope they stick with the format of it being um, a uh, like really classy show with a mm-hmm. live orchestra and stuff like that. Like almost like I night really out at the theater that. type thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be cool. So. Um, stick with that, please. Um, <laughs> do you think they open with God of War again? I don't know. Um, I, I think it'd be a good move because that's the kind of the obvious thing that we want more details on. Yeah. Um, was, uh, do you know if, was it Hellblade? Uh, is that a PlayStation exclusive? Yes. Okay. So, so they might, that will, that will be present probably. You think, um, it's an indie game. Uh, I don't, yeah, I mean, I guess they, they've, they've given indie games shine before, but like that seems like a Gamescom or Paris Games Week type of game. Um, I don't know how close this is coming out, though. Like, I'd love if they did a little bit on that. Well, I imagine um, it'll be a trailer in a montage of trailers, which they're known to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, that one's a timed exclusive. Um, oh, we're, at, we're we're definitely getting a Death Stranding update. I don't know, man. Uh, it's I, I feel like Death Stranding, when you were talking about hype, I, I think that yeah. game is the perfect example. Like, it backfires. It's It famously backfired with No Man's Sky. But mm. I think when you hype and like, mm-hmm. especially with, I mean, considering it's Kojima, the less info you give, yeah. the better the game yeah. is going to be basically. Yeah. Because yeah. if they're just like, I mean, if it ends up like, okay, in 3D, you walk Norman Reedus around naked and then you fall down mm-hmm. and then you have a button prompt. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, there's a good chance that's what it might end up being, but that mm-hmm. won't be bad, but that presents bad. 
you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, I think we're getting another trailer, though. I think he's going to give us another really, really cryptic trailer. I mean, he pumps uh, those trailers out. So yeah. I can I could see it. I'm just, I just I wouldn't expect yeah. it, but I could definitely I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they they like bringing up. Sony's really happy that they locked that game down, yeah. and they love bringing it up whenever they can. That's true. So um, just they're so happy about that one. Um, uh, it uh, it feels like uh, watching Sony in Kojima feels like uh, watching The Bachelor. Like they, uh, they're just like they're super psyched that they like they they got to they got the rose, sleep yeah, with, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got to sleep with them. That's funny, uh, man. You got him for so, now. What's who knows what he'll do in the future, but yeah, because yeah. uh, he's an independent company and they've just contracted his game to come out first on PlayStation, mm-hmm. so it might not even be a forever exclusive. Well, yeah, I'm sure um, I'm sure they'll kind of be almost like a uh, Square Enix type relationship where it's like they yeah. prefer the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he yeah. even did in the past when he was with Konami, yeah. so. Um, I'm yeah. sure they know the architecture, they know the company really yeah. well, so I'm sure they'll yeah. stick with that. Yeah, and I mean, he gave, I don't know, uh, when I went, I went to PSX last year and they had a, they had like a big interview, uh, he's actually using the same engine that Horizon's using, yep. like, Guerrilla Games gave him their engine. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> so we'll see, um, I was gonna, fuck, I don't remember, I was gonna bring up something else, uh, mm-hmm. moving on. <laughs> Alright. I don't remember anymore. Um. Yeah, so I mean that was kind of, um, I guess that was that was probably all the main points I wanted to hit. Yeah. Um, if there's anything that like, what are you excited for? Uh, what are you what yeah. are you hyped about? Um, yeah, I'm definitely right? looking forward to like God of War. I can see a lot of potential in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like you said, the I think the biggest part is going to be the unannounced stuff, mm-hmm. and um, I guess getting release dates for some of the more like mm-hmm. unsure things that are mm-hmm. out there. Um, yeah. I'm really into new IP. I mean, yeah. Uh, some of the best stuff I've played was new IP. I mean, Horizon yeah. was great. Yeah, um, I loved it. I really like. Uh, th- they've done a good job lately of kind of getting every game on everything. It seems like mm-hmm. a lot of the like quote unquote like marketplace borders are kind of falling down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. This is stupid. Just to forewarn you, but I'm really excited for Stardew Valley on uh, the Switch. Because okay. I just want like that game just needs to be portable for me. And there's a lot of games yeah. that are like that. That um, if I'm playing it on like I have it on Steam, if I'm sitting down and playing it on the computer, mm-hmm. that's the rest of my day gone, and I didn't do anything. So <laughs> like having it portable just means like I can hit pause and set it down and do something real yeah. quick, or you know whatever, have a TV on in the background within eyeshot and everything. So um, yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, it's not my game, but if I were going to play it, like, it seems like the best way to play it is yeah, uh, I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, Strange, I, I was thinking about that before, too, so that's it kind of stuck in my head. Um, just kind of hop back in the conversation real quick. Uh, that game is a great example of, like, your your personal experience is kind of, uh, you know, it's looked on better than your education is in the industry. Uh, I can't talk about the guy's background, but um, the guy that made Stardew Valley literally just made stardew valley by himself essentially he i think he contracted Mm -hmm. a few things out but he basically made the whole game by himself in his childhood room paying like renting out his room from his parents like that was his job whoa so uh he just sat there and cranked out that game over the a a period of a couple years and uh you know like i said i can't talk about his education because i don't know but uh i mean that was one of the that was on the top of the steam charts for a while yeah, and it's considered no, it's to have. Um, there's going to be for sure an announcement of a new Harvest Moon game. Um, mm. 
which is kind of weird because they I thought they were going with Story of Seasons as a new yeah. direction. So yeah. I don't know if the original guy's not there anymore or whatever, but I mean, this game was the killer. So they might not yeah. be able to ever kind of come back to prominence like they were, I would say, maybe in the PS1, PS2 days. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't know how many people care anymore. Um, like the Yeah, it's I hard like to hit that market people. anymore. Um, yeah. So I don't know if they'd be willing to, you know, buy another one. You know what I mean? Like, people are into that already bought Stardew Valley. Right, and it's, it's hard to compete with that. And especially, like, Stardew Valley on Steam has mods and everything, so people have just been adding to yeah. that. It's a platform now. So yeah, um, that'll be interesting to see. I do, like, uh, if they could slap a... Because uh, I know there's going to be an Animal Crossing mobile that we're going to hear about. Um, right. So I'm yeah. a little interested in that, but in general, I don't really like playing games on my phone i guess right i'm yeah. kind of more into that either the indie or triple a scene i don't i don't really like mobile games in general um yeah, I don't if that. they could slap that bad boy on the switch that'd be great yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah i think um, uh i mean i'm definitely um i i believe i've heard that um the uh, gone home developer uh tacoma their next sure. game should yeah. be out by the end of this year i think okay that makes sense. Uh, i'm really excited that for that and i'm a big fan of all of those guys. I mean, I got to interview a couple of them for my capstone at uh, right. Full Sail. Um, I, I follow, like, I think I follow almost everybody in the studio on Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just a big fan of them, so I, I'm really excited to see that. And Prey yeah. actually kind of had s some similar type systems built in. So, okay. that's kind of the proof of concept. Um, okay. So, I'm really excited for that. Um, how do you feel about, real quick, how do you feel about the way prey was rolled out because like i didn't even know it was coming out till till it released it was like, a little like that game just kind of crept up on us it was a is little Bethesda, weird yeah but that's the bad at marketing because like the same thing happened with dishonored too yeah i think bethesda's bad at marketing i think part of it is that they know that i mean a lot of the people that buy bethesda games buy mm -hmm. bethesda games so they yeah. don't need to market to their own crowd because everybody knows. I mean, yeah, I, I don't play Elder Scrolls Online, but I imagine when you're going through that login screen, they're like, here's all of our other games, you know? So yeah. um, there's definitely Finch. that. I think um, Prey was kind of... Like, Bethesda's gotten really weird with, um, like, gaming news sites. They really don't like uh, their interactions with the press, I guess, because they had a couple <laughs> things leaked, including Prey. Um, yeah, they don't like sending uh, review codes early either. Yeah, they don't do strange. review copies, which, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of tough to defend. Like, that is for your customers, you know? Yeah. So, like, the only reason not to do it is to just kind of weasel people out of money. Yeah, um, and also, like, it, it makes sense if your games suck and you don't want people to know it, but their games are good. <laughs> and then they release a demo. So, like, yeah. you know, they released, they just an unlocked... Uh, essentially it's all the stuff that they figure you could do within an hour in the yeah. first like zone yeah. like the beginning and then the first zone or whatever of prey yeah and uh i mean i know like steve gainer the you know one of the guys at fulbright the gone home company um mm -hmm. he said i think he said he played that demo for like seven hours whoa just like he played it a couple times and he was just like crawling through and getting every detail so Damn. uh he was talking about stuff that he did in the demo level that i just got in the full game like after like 10 hours in you know what i mean damn so like uh it's it's I, you know bethesda is probably 
they're either my first or second favorite company. Like they're either tied for mm-hmm. first or they're a near second yeah. of my favorite game companies. Um, yeah. I love what they do. I love how they do it. I love mm-hmm. the way that they look at games and like they really do look at games as a platform and they're super mod friendly. I liked their idea of paid mods, but you know, who am I to say, I guess. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, like I really like what they do, but some of their kind of higher up business positions like that in particular, Mm -hmm. the, their relationship with kind of reviewers and game news in general is just a little strange. It's hard to defend. Yeah. It's uh, a, absolutely. The only thing I can think of is maybe, maybe they're afraid of, spoilers i don't know i mean um there's certainly spoilers and i mean all their games have like you know i I don't know if there's a single sentence you could say that would ruin skyrim but for all of their like for their other studios that are under bethesda uh those games can be ruined pretty easily i think and i heard that uh, i haven't gotten there but i've heard that prey can be really spoiled so um that's not great um so it could be that yeah, um, but it, the weird thing is because uh, Persona Five also had a really weird policy yep. on like no pre-release pre-release stuff, yeah. and the what's confusing is like if I'm excited for a game, I'm not going on Twitch to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, or if I'm excited, like I didn't watch a single prayer review because I don't even want to like I don't want it spoiled. You know what I right. mean? Right. Um, so if I'm I'm conscious of what I don't want to be spoiled, and it's if it's something like a review or a Twitch stream, that's easy to avoid. Yeah. So, and these, you're sending out to professional journalists, they're not just going to go on the, on uh, NeoGAF and post like what the ending cutscenes about, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it's very strange, uh, to be afraid of spoilers coming from reviews because the people who don't want that stuff spoiled, aren't going to be looking at them anyway. Yeah, it is. It's, so, uh, well, you know, like I said, it, it's it's just one of those things that's like, well, yeah, they do that. It's kind of hard to defend. I yeah. can't really, yeah, you know. So it's a relatively new policy, though. Maybe they're just trying things out, and they might switch it up later. And I mean, that uh, policy I, of them yeah. deciding to use the press less coincided yeah. with their policy to go to E3 and have these big blowout information yeah. dumps. So, I mean, it's it's really hard yeah. to say. Um, they might just be want to want to be more in control of the narrative of their of their games and like stuff like that. Yeah. So. I mean, we'll see. Um, I yeah, I don't even know. I'm sure they'll have a booth at E3. I don't even know what they'll have to play. That's really exciting for me, just to be able to play the demos this year. I'm absolutely gonna come back and I, I'd love to hop on a podcast if you too and just like talk about what I played. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, we'll see. Uh, real quick, also, um, do you think God of War is getting a release date this year? Oh, do you mean, are they going to announce a release date or do you mean a release yeah. date that is within the next year? Both. Um, I would think that, uh, I think if I remember God of Wars tended to come out in March. Okay. Um, so I could see them maybe putting it out next March. Okay. Uh, I don't, it, we haven't really seen enough to say where it looks like it's at, you know? Um, I think, I think so they've only had CG. So if they could definitely do like okay here's gameplay and it's coming out March 16th oh, no, they or whatever. Showed, they showed gameplay last year. Oh, did they? I'll have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is so? Um, what's Sony's March? What's Sony's fall game this year? Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Dream. I, I think. I think. Uh, what were you gonna say? Dreams, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I think I, I think you're probably right in thinking that this is going to be their slower year. Um, I think they've kind of done their first 
party stuff for the year so far um specifically well, with horizon first quarter like first half of the year has been amazing yeah um you had the triple a release of horizon and then you had like a lot of smaller things like gravity rush 2 mm-hmm. near automata uh yakuza 0 persona 5 right right uh, neo like all of those were amazing niche games that came out and then you had the big blockbuster which was horizon zero dawn so um yeah man I, I, they've already had ex- and then in a few months we have uh uh um uncharted's lost legacy right so uh it's last of us one more part game. two um we'll see that this year for sure it's not coming out this year no way in hell we uh i know they're gonna have um it's not exclusive or anything but uh shadows of wars uh you know the second um mordor game i'm really excited for that i got that gold edition coming cool they got their money out of me cool um so yeah i mean i i think that this holiday is gonna be their slow time because i mean even last holiday they were just blasting um exclusives you know what i mean i mean like yeah. even non-exclusives uh, final fantasy which certainly yeah. was you know playstation is the preferred system there yeah um last guardian uh, last guardian yep yeah. um uh, psvr launched right i think um, i think they really need to hit and this is like kind of vr in general really needs mm-hmm. to get their big second wave of stuff because yeah they've yeah, yeah. they've gotten it into the hands of early adopters um yeah. you know they've shown that their their system is worth something kind of like what you were talking about with consoles um mm-hmm. you know they've shown that VR is doable. Everybody's not mm-hmm. just wildly puking in their living room. You know, it's mm-hmm. something that's viable. And yep. it made it to that crucial stage of getting the second wave of funding, which, mm-hmm. you know, the PlayStation Move never got that. The Kinect right. never got that. So right. um, this this is really make or break, I think, yeah. for VR. Yeah, absolutely. This Yeah, they need to come out strong with VR games this year. Also, pro tip to anyone out there who does get motion sickness, uh, Dramamine. Yep. I just take I just take a Dramamine every time I play VR and I feel fine. Apparently, so. um, melatonin will do it too, but that's also like a sleeping okay. thing. So I'm not yeah, sure about that's, that. that's strange. I haven't heard that one, but okay. Um, it's for so. jet lag specifically, but apparently it also works for motion sickness. Oh really? I, th- I thought melatonin was just for going to sleep. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> huh. Apparently, people uh. will take that when they go on cruises too. Kind of like the Interesting. melatonin. Interesting. Um, Oh, uh, and then real quick, uh, I, this is off topic, but like something I really want to talk about with someone. So I haven't beaten Horizon yet, so no spoilers about the ending. Same. But you, okay, cool. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about like that game in particular. Uh-huh. I know it came out a little while ago, it might be old news, but I don't, man, like, it's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> Horizon is I it it's the most next gen game I've ever played. Like, I agree. Actually, is, um, yeah. let me I, I have uh, let me I, I'm gonna open on just my end. I'm gonna look at my review for it so I can see if anything sticks out. But that is okay. That's definitely what I thought when I was playing it. It's like mm-hmm. this. I mean, it it really brings those guns to bear. Of like, this is graphics. This is mm-hmm. like I, I don't know. Like the the way that the world works. Yeah, I quoted mm-hmm. uh. Well, I didn't quote in it, but I'll quote myself here. Uh, it really does a lot of, like, Witcher 3 things. It has mm-hmm. that... The world has a ton to do, but you don't have to go... I mean, your map has a lot of stuff on it, but it's not mm-hmm. like the Assassin's Creed games where you're hunting yeah. down a thousand flags or whatever. Like, yeah. it's really interesting. You really want to go do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the the mythology that they've built for it, I'm a big fan of. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, overall, like, that... the. Uh, like you said, the engine that they they used and that yeah. uh, Kojima's using yeah. is just amazing. I mean, like the foliage blows my mind. 
It yeah. is so dense. It's the densest game I've ever played, and it's an open world game. Yeah. And the map's not the biggest map, but because you're on foot most of the time, it feels huge. Yep. And like, you can literally get lost. Like, yeah, I've been playing the game for I'm going on seventy hours now. Wow. I still have to pull up the map because like to figure out where I'm going. Because, yeah, and it's like, it's bizarre it because like uh, yeah, it has like landmarks like when you're in it you're like oh okay i know that i'm in like the sunken like old buildings or whatever but yeah like you said you do have to pick up and be like okay now i'm pretty sure i have to go like northwest from here but which direction am i facing like what am i doing right now um yeah it's it's insane man. horizon was great i've I feel like it's the game I have waited like all of video games to play. Just like an open world, the promise of an open world like really coming to fruition. Yeah, it actually. Um, and I've talked about people. Uh, I've talked about this with people too. Um, Horizon actually ruined Legend of Zelda for me because just like Horizon's just so world, better. Horizon's yeah. like the controls, the looks. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. You can't really say graphics. You know, it's not fair. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's just like. In Horizon, you don't have to bug around with menus all the time, and you have mm-hmm. a ton of crazy, you know, strange options with all mm-hmm. the elements of every different weapon, and you have like six, yeah. seven, eight, nine weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good kind of RPG balance of uh, you have to kind of choose your stat mm-hmm. balance, I guess. It, uh, if I yeah. recall, there's not like crazy like skill trees or anything, but um, you're kind yeah, of choosing how you want to build. Yeah, exactly. You you basically you put uh, stuff into like foraging, um, combat, or stealth. Is well, basically I mean, like the skill tree is it. You yeah. can play and just fill the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I uh, it doesn't lock stuff out. No, absolutely not. Right. You can absolutely get every ability if you play long enough. I'm one ability away from filling out the skill tree, um, but I've done literally everything in the game except like the last two missions. That's funny. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, so, so it does um, take a while. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. There's plenty to do. It's interesting stuff to do. It's not just, yeah. you know, go collect yeah. five chickens or whatever. Yeah, yeah, But, um, Zen, it's I great. I've people rag on the side quests, but actually, the errands are kind of fetch questy, but the actual side quests have storylines to them and, like, yeah. are interesting and, like, relate back to the main story. Um, things I've done in the side quests, they bring up in the main story because it affects mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really cool the way it's done. Um, I think... I, I feel like the ending is going to have a huge payoff too. Um, I don't know how far you got, but I still have like a, a good number of missions to do. But just like some of the way it's building up and everything, yeah, man, I I really loved Horizon. Um, I feel like it's going to get snuffed this year at the Game Awards, like Game of the Year awards. Yeah, um, it's because it's it's a very good like overall game. It's not mm-hmm. particularly strong in anywhere except maybe graphics. So you know what I mean? It's I, not like it's not like the most action packed yeah. game. It's not the it's the combat's it, stupid fun though. It is combat, really good. Like, it's yeah. just it feels good to play, man. It's um, crazy. Um, a lot of the it's it's one of those games where like the little details take it from mm-hmm. really good to like one of the best. Yeah, um, absolutely. Some of the little and, like, animations, some of the little the ways that things react mm-hmm. to how you attack mm-hmm. them and things like that. Yeah, the the machines feel alive, and yeah. even just like watching them fight each other is crazy. Does it does Zelda feel barren after playing Horizon? Uh, yeah definitely like um part of it is that they just don't populate everything on your map and you just kind of come across stuff which is Mm -hmm. good and that's something that a good open world game needs to have like things you can just roll across and it's not like oh i'm gonna go and collect this berry now you know yeah but uh it 
even you know even looking past that if they did put absolutely everything on the map it would still be it would still have less than horizon yeah i'm just saying well oh really um less to do i i think so um i've been saying just like even just foliage wise though like running through oh definitely that of yeah. zelda does coming off of horizon does it make zelda feel like it's just like a little less a little more like last gen like just like there's not as yeah. much populating the environment to make it feel full yeah i would say that's a good actually that's a good thing to say is that it just it feels like a step uh that's the difference between the consoles still it's just a step yeah. down it feels like um like if you're playing you know a, a big open world game like an assassin's creed or something on your console and then you go play a quote-unquote open world game on your 3ds that's the difference yeah. <laughs> i mean it's a yeah. big difference yeah um, um not so. to say that automatically makes it worse but right you know yeah. certainly it, I mean, it's different zelda's gonna win more goaties than horizon oh yeah um, i mean zelda's probably got all of them nailed down people i've talked about yeah. that in the past too i don't think i kind of want to write something up for uh mammoth games but i'm not yeah. sure if i want to be like crucified in front of everybody <laughs> but um, um I, I think zelda's probably gonna just nail everything just because of zelda yeah i and i mean i i really want to go to bat for horizon but i haven't played zelda so like i can't say that's true um but so I'm in a weird position. I probably won't play Zelda just because I'm not going to buy a Switch. But um, yeah, it, it kind of sucks to be in a position where like I can't really defend it over Zelda because I haven't played Zelda. But like I really just want to go to bat for that game because I feel like it's going to get snuffed and it really shouldn't because it, it's it's quite an accomplishment. Um, yeah, when I when they announced that Red Dead was getting pushed out of this year to next year, yeah, I was expected, but still I disappointing. Like, I was like, well. Zelda's got it, I guess. Yeah. Um, which isn't fair because there's so many other great things. Like Persona Five should also get a fair shake. Too, Persona you know Five I mean? probably needs to get RPG of the Year. I can't. Ima- yeah. Well, Mass Effect's not going to steal it, so. Yeah, for you know. sure needs to get RPG of the Year. But I think like if it's not nominated for Game of the Year, like I'm going to be very, very upset. Um, Whew, that was a good game. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like there's been a. This is a game. This is a year of amazing games, and like a lot of them are going to get snuffed, which is which is sad. Yeah. Um, it's just like, because certain other games came out that you know are yeah, award bait. They're just like you can't yeah. you can't really compete. Um, and so uh, Red Dead leaving this year was a little merciful, but like now <laughs> it's like we still have to go up against uh, against uh, Zelda. Um, well, South Park is supposed to come out maybe by the end of this year. South Park two. Okay. So uh, yeah. I doubt that will be killing anybody for RPG of the year or anything, but uh, yeah. I mean, that's cool that yeah, at least, you, know. you know, that's another, yeah. um, it, it could potentially be early next year, but I think that's going to be that, uh, I think they're going to keep Far Cry 5's space open. Ooh, if, uh, Bloodborne 2 comes out this year, it's going to be real tough for me. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I think that Bloodborne might be something might we hear about. Year. That might be something we hear yeah, about. Yeah, I think it is. I, I can almost guarantee we're going to get a trailer. Um, whether or not it releases this year is the only question in my head, but, uh, it, it absolutely might. The thing... What confuses me is um, from software said they're working on a PlayStation VR title as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe Bloodborne Two is not happening right away. Maybe it's like, is it a new IP? Do you think it's gonna be a Tenchu game in VR? I think uh, it'll be a uh, mech mm-hmm. driving thing. Oh, because yeah. they've done that. They, um, what did they have? Yeah. Front mission. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not called or, front mission. Armor Core. You're talking about Armor Core. Armor Core. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it'll probably be Armor Core. I can see that, um, and I would be into that because so, apparently. Yeah. Um, I've heard that the best functioning game in VR, like the most logical and the best working, is um, Elite Dangerous, which is like in your controls in the game, 
you are a pilot of a like spaceship. Yeah, it works well when you're in a cockpit. It makes your brain accept the world more. Right, because the movement uh, is, you know, you have those solid, yeah. uh, you know, in this case, like the bars of the cockpit yeah. or whatever. But you have that solid thing grounding you, so your brain doesn't get that. Yeah. If you get motion sick yeah. in a car, I guess you'll still get it, but yeah, that's rare. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so. you know, if it's something like you're in a you're a mech pilot, and we have a little <laughs> bit of the mech on screen, that could be mm-hmm. amazing yeah 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 for sure we might get both of those maybe both of those things are happening um but yeah so i don't know man it's it's uh and like resident evil 7 is probably not winning any goaties but like if it came out in a different year it could have like resident evil 7 is really good yeah resident evil 7 is really i I don't do horror games very well but i i i gave it a fair shake and it was it was uh really well done especially with the void of silent hills never gonna happen um i think they kind of lucked out in that regard Oh yeah, absolutely. And Silent Hills probably wouldn't have been out until next year, anyways. But still. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if it would have happened uh, if Silent Hills hadn't gotten canceled. I mean, probably still would have. But a lot of people from the Silent Hills team apparently moved over to Resident Evil Seven team. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. Well, one last thing I want to say: Konami can go fuck themselves. <laughs> uh. If whatever, I don't give. A, I don't care about anything they announce. Like it. it like go home, Konami. Like you just do yeah just announce another like, pachinko machine and go home yeah just just do pachinko like that's <laughs> that's all you do anymore because like you you burn so many people with the silent hills and konami and elgar solid five and stuff and sorry kojima and elgar solid five and stuff like you burn so many people like like fuck you guys like just make pachinko games if that's all you want to do like yeah if you come to e3 and you try and get me excited about it i don't care what you announce i'm not buying it like i'm boycotting konami they need to like, uh they need to really um because, I mean, they have, they've said themselves that their money is in those gambling lotto type games. Uh, yeah. They need to do that, and they need to drop off any good IP they still yeah. have and just yeah. let people do something with that. Yeah, just sell them off. Just pawn yeah. off Castlevania, Sukoden, um, uh, Metal Gear, I want to just be done. I want it to just be over. Like, Konami's, Kojima's not doing it. I don't want anyone to do it. Yeah, it probably should um, be. Uh, Silent Hills, like, all that, just sell it. Um Metal Gear Survive is coming out, so, like, mm. they still want to make video games. I think they just want to make, like, you know, video games they can monetize. I think they um, don't realize the backlash they're going to get. I think that game is yeah. is not going to sell anything, and they're going to be yeah. kind of forced to start dropping things. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I hope they lose a lot of money on it. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, uh, in ten years, I couldn't be willing to, like, get on Konami's side again. It just depends who's their CEO. Like, if all the people who are involved in the Kona- Kojima burn are gone, like, I have no reason to, to like, hate the company anymore. You That's know true. I mean? Yeah. So, or if they like, split off, if they decide to make, like, a Konami yeah. game studio that yeah. is just kind of focused on AAA or, you know, kind of, yeah. like, larger indie type style yeah. or whatever, that would be fine. Yeah. But they need to... Uh, uh, well, they like, they kind of the chose their audience. Right now, yeah, whoever the CEO is right now needs to step down. Like, if if they're ever going to like gain their uh, goodwill back, gain that goodwill back. Yeah, exactly. So, and I don't think that's going to happen. So, no. here's what I think. Here's here's what I think they're going to do, though. I think they're going to do eventually. I think they're going to do a remake of Metal Gear Solid Three, and it's going to make me so mad because that's huh. so insulting to Kojima. Um, yeah, like, no matter what they announce, I'm not going to care. If they announce Metal Gear Rising Revengeance 2, it's going to be hard for me not to care, <laughs> but I'm still going to not care. I think, uh, so. what was that? Was that uh, Platinum or? Yeah, that was the Platinum one, yeah. I think they're busy. I can't. Yeah. If they had somebody other than Platinum work on it, that would be a double insult. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's the thing of Rising of Vengeance is because, like, I don't like it being in the canon, mm-hmm. but it's so fun that I'm willing to pretend it's not canon. <laughs> like, That's I just, funny. I pretend that game is fan fiction and I can enjoy it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's funny. All right, um, well, um, yeah, this is, uh, we, you know, we're, just for the uh, audience, I guess, we, we are kind cool. of experimenting with longer format. Um, yeah. Just especially yeah, now. How long you wanted us. Yeah, we had before, um, and I was telling you about this a little bit too, our hosting service, like, there was a limited amount of size we could take up, so we were trying to keep our yeah. episodes to about an hour. We could fit about, uh, you know, oh, only a certain sure. amount of time <laughs> up at a time. But at this point, like, our PlayStation Part 1 uh that we did last week. I think mm-hmm. that one went on, um, it was like an hour and 15 or something like that, hour 20. Okay. So, um, it's kind of, I'm, I'm just trying to coast into a little bit longer, uh, step at yeah. a time just so I can, you know, okay. I, you don't want to go from doing 48 minutes to four hours yeah. overnight. Right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, this is good length. Um, cool. we'll probably even go longer than this in the future. I think you did with your first cool. was about two hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I definitely would like to have you on again in the future if we have yeah, weird scheduling on, yeah, stuff absolutely. go on again. Um, we're trying to be. I mean, like you said, uh, coming up with the timing is kind of yeah. difficult. You know, with your YouTube thing, uh, I think once yeah. a week is good. But when you kind of set something, you kind of have to stick to it, even if you only yeah. have a small amount of people. I mean, you if yeah. you if you lose them once, they're not ever going to come back. So right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to be upfront right now that like. It's a little questionable. It might be a little inconsistent. The moment I can, like, set a consistent schedule, I'm going to try and keep it. But, uh, you know, I don't want to make any promises right now. Um, Especially because, like, I'm still new to this, so problems pop up, like editing problems and things like that. And sometimes it takes a while to figure out how to fix them. But, uh, yeah, our first first episode, actually, we recorded it, like, on, uh, it was, like, April 4th or something. And our first episode didn't Mm -hmm. come out until April 21st. Something like that. I mean, we we were almost, I mean, half a month late. Uh, just yeah, like wow. issues with hosting and like formats yeah. and trying to get it on yeah. iTunes and Google play at the same time. And everything was, a yeah, that was a hassle, but, so. uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing more. Uh, I haven't watched everything you've put up, but just because you kind of, you know, it's not like a little five minute, like, uh, it's really yeah. important and uh, it's really cool. I love it. Bye. Uh, subscribe, yeah. <laughs> smash that like button. So, you know, you get a little more in depth. You're longer even than like, yeah. uh, like I'm a big fan of like the extra credits videos. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. go, you go significantly more in depth than that even. So, um, yeah. uh, it, so I, I mean, it's definitely interesting what you're doing so far. I like it. Um, Thank I can kind of, even from what I've seen, I've only watched a couple of them, but I can already see mm-hmm. like improvement from, yeah. you know, one to the next. So, um, I mean, you know, I guess that kind of thing's typical. Anybody runs into that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely go check that out. The channel's called dive, uh, specifically, yeah. um, you know, diving into kind of these game topics, different games yep. specifically, different, you know, different things going on, events and companies mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, me and Jay have been looking into that kind of thing as well, like I said. Cool. So that's something that we might kind of tap you for later. Cool, um, yeah, I appreciate it. Any, uh, I'm, I'm always down to collaborate or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this is just fun for me. And that's kind of why the videos are a little longer on my channel is just because I'm just I'm just doing it for fun mostly, yeah. um, and uh, so if you know I, I I enjoy making the longer videos and going more in depth, so uh, people can people can watch that or not. Uh, if they're interested, they'll watch it. If not, you know it wasn't their thing to begin with, so, right? Um, but right. Uh, yeah, and uh, I've been kind of doing a softer rollout just because I want to I want to get the quality up there. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, I'm at the point now where I am going to start promoting it a little bit more and telling people to go check it out. Uh, I really like the E3 video I did, and I think they're all going to stay around that quality or all get right. better. So. Cool. All right. Yeah, it was good to have you on. Uh, we'll see. 
uh, what we can get in the future. I definitely am, uh, you know, me and Jay are looking at doing more things like interviews and um, I got, I got a couple, uh, you know, a couple cool connections that I could talk to. So um, yeah, definitely looking forward. I mean, not only in, I guess you specifically, but in realistically in all of our uh, kind of careers going forward, now that you're in the place, I'm really curious to see if you can nail down something cool. Um, yeah. It sounds like, I mean, I was going to say this with when I was talking about Seattle, but um, you're you're kind of more broadly interested in the entire entertainment uh, yeah. industry, which I am too, but um, I, I don't think I have some of the uh, talents in some of the other fields, even though I have the interest. So I think right. you're in the right place. I think that's where you're meant to be. So hopefully that helps Thank as you're you like yeah. busting bones trying to pay rent. But yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, I definitely want to keep up to date on that and everything. So cool. Uh, yep. Here it's on record. Everybody can hear it. So we have to do it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm always down uh, if we can make it work schedule wise. Which right now is super easy for me. So okay. um, take advantage of it while you can. Yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah. Uh, I guess thanks for listening, everybody. Again, it's Drake Cummings. Uh, dive on YouTube. It's pretty easy to find. Um, I think it was the first thing that came up when I looked for it. If you're looking for a good jumping off point specifically, I believe you can just go to YouTube and type in why is E3 important? And it's one of the first things to come up. So that's, that was pretty good. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate guys. I, I appreciate uh, speaking from a new audience and the opportunity to do this. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening.